That's terrible. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. That's a terrible idea. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. Something stinks in here. That's terrible. <laughs> it's Terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. Well, the Anaheim Angels. We talked a lot about that yesterday with Marco and that uh, great series, entertaining series, high-scoring series with the Astros and the Angels in Anaheim over the weekend. Well, Angels were back in action last night, and the Yankees came to town. How about that? Remember we talked about it yesterday. The Angels were a slight favorite. Beware of Luis Severino for the Yankees. Don't want any part of him. Well, it worked out that way. The Angels defeat the Yankees last night 4-3 to in 10 innings. But the highlight was not the game-winning run. No, the highlight was the game-tying home run from Shohei Otani. And we know that Otani has been remarkable this season. He's been downright fantastic with leading the major leagues in home runs. But we know that the Angels have not. Angels have been pathetic. They've been downright terrible. They've been a disappointment. And every year when you think that the Angels are going to be good because you think, well, they've got Otani and they've got Mike Trout. And they do have Anthony Rendon. Well, no, you don't because Anthony Rendon's never healthy. He hasn't played more than 58 games for the Angels since he joined that team three years ago. So the Angels are a mess and we know. But they did have a highlight because... Otani went deep. There's a fly ball, left center field. Did he get it off? He flips the bat. Bader's at the wall. It's gone. It's tied. Shohei Otani, his 35th home run, and it's 3-3. There is no one like him. Shohei, no moment big enough. Shohei goes yard tied up. Wow. Showtime. His third hit tonight. A game-tying two-run homer. And, and a great backflip, too, by the way. Wait, no, it's epic. The message very clearly sent that that man is the best player in the world. Maybe in the history of the world. Despite how many Giants have worn the uniform on the other side, that man is the Giant that stands above them all. They lost their hat. Everybody's lost their hat here after watching Shohei obliterate his 30th yes. homer. He's going on Gwen Stefani's Instagram. Yes. And I saw Gwen Stefani. She was watching the game there last night. Okay. Uh, they lost their mind in the home run. I get that. They were going nuts and they were celebrating. This is a game in July. This is not a game in October or let alone September. And yeah, he hit a monster blast. Tying, game tying home. I get that. But can we get off of the best of the best of the best? or the best in the world? Why is it that people just love to just jump the gun here? The best of all time. The goat talk. And we always have to, you know, do the goat talk. Greatest of all time. Are you serious? Otani? The best of the best in the world of all time? And did you hear that Angels announcer talking about, and there's a lot of, uh, been a lot of greats in the years past. Wearing that other jersey of the Yankees referring to. What are you trying to say? Are you trying to say Babe Ruth, Roger Maris, uh, Yogi? I mean, you, you going to we'll go down all the list there? I don't get it. 
Why do this? And especially with that team and that franchise below 500, life or death to make the playoffs, probably not going to make the playoffs, but I can't handle this. And when you're talking about the, the greatest of all time and talking about the bat flip, oh, the bat flip? Uh, I don't know. I just, it, it's very, very irritating. You know, to hear announcers, there's, you know, being homers, I get that to a certain degree. But let's don't blame. This guy's great. There's no question. Should he be the MVP this year? Yes. But greatest of all time? Let the guy finish his career. Let him keep playing. Let's see him for another 10 years. And let's see what happens here. Okay? Isn't this like year three for him? Something like that? Year three or four? Four, five. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's early. Not enough to call no, him a goat no, at all. No, no, no. It's ridiculous. Well, the Angels have some decisions they have to make. Keep Otani, trade Otani. That is the dilemma. But here's the deal. they got to make up their mind now. Because Angels owner... Artie Marino has said that he's not trading Otani. And this is causing a lot of backlash with people there. Like, well, yeah, you you need to trade him. He doesn't want to be here. He's sick and tired of the team losing. He wants to be on a winner. So you got to trade him and get something. Because if you just let him go at the end of the season, you could get absolutely nothing. Now, does Artie Marino want to be the guy that traded Shohei Otani or let him walk away for absolutely nothing? I mean, that's a distinction he's probably going to have to live with here. So they need to make some decisions here. But like I said yesterday, the time to trade Otani was last year in July when you really could have got something for him. But Marino was holding out hope. Well, maybe we'll be better next year. We can make the playoffs. We can have a whole nother year of, uh, you know, trying to, you know, court Shohei and, and show him that we could be good. No, you want another year and you want the rest of this year so you continue to make money. So you get fans to keep coming to your ballpark to sell it out and thinking, oh, this is the last time we see Otani. These Angel fans don't give a damn about the Angels. Watching the Astros game this last weekend, the moment Otani made an out, went back to the dugout, you know where the fans went? To the concourse. Yeah. They went up to the concourse and they were hanging in the concourse to keep cool and they go, Oh, Otani's going to lead off the next inning. He's going to bat second. Here we come. And they come running down. Those aren't baseball fans. Otani. Quentin Stefani wasn't even watching the game. When they went and zoomed on her outside, she was on her phone. And then she go, oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah, no, I mean, come on. No. What's terrible about this is that Artie Marino and the ownership. That's what's terrible. Okay. It started with him changing the name of this city of the team. Not the team name. They always kept the Angels. Remember that? A lot of people forget about that. Back in 2005, they were the Anaheim Angels. Long time ago. That A, that stands for Anaheim and Angels. You notice they haven't gone to an LA on the hat, right? That's what he did because he thought it was a brilliant marketing move. Let's be the Los Angeles Angels or the Angels of Los Angeles. Remember all that nonsense? You know, that went over so bad in the city of Anaheim back then that the Anaheim city officials sued the team. They sued him. Sued Artie Marino and the team, right? Now, on the field, what Artie Marino has done, especially in the last 10, 12, 13 years, it's been a failure. 
All right. This team has not won a postseason game since 2009. Think about that. 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, abbreviated, 21, 22, and now 23, Stinko. You can count. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, there, yeah, I had to use my fingers. You saw that. I though. saw that. All right. How many years that is, I have no idea. I have mean, time to carry the three, at the divide. Yeah, 13, 14. Again, F, F math. There you go. <laughs> That's you. But on the field, they're a mess. How about some bad free agent signings, all right? Albert Pujols. Remember when they signed him a $240 million contract? $240 back in 2012. That's 11 years ago. That number doesn't seem astronomical now, but it was back then. You remember that. How about this one for the ages? Josh Hamilton. All right. $125 million for what? Strikeout? A guy that batted a buck 60? Vernon Wells had all those great years with the Toronto Blue Jays. 2011, they signed him to a $126 million contract. Now, remember, you got to take yourself back 12, 13 years. Atrocious. Anthony Rendon. There you go. We just talked about it. Has not played more than 58 games for this team since he came over from Washington. $245 million contract. And you gave Mike Trout way too much money. Yeah, I'll say it. They did. $426 million with the M. $426 million with no support help, no pitching, no help on the field. It's been a joke. This really is one of the worst franchises in Major League Baseball. And they've given away all their prospects over the last 10, 12 years. Farm system is no good. Minor League, AAA's team, not any good. No. It's just, it, it's a terrible situation there in Anaheim. We'll continue to keep an eye if Otani stays or goes. But it's a no-win situation for them at all. All right, more news coming out of Evanston, Illinois. You know Evanston, don't you? Of course. Purple and white, baby. Purple and white. That's a nice area, though. It don't is, you like it's it? It's a very nice area. Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald, remember, head coach, fired. We talked about it last week when the hazing scandal broke out. Well, now we're finding out more. Yes. As we said, Fitzgerald was, was there for 17 years. Northwestern football players have spoken out and roughly now a dozen athletes who competed at the school during the past 15 years have now filed lawsuits all subject to the hazing that include included sexualized acts and racial discrimination now we're hearing the lawsuits alleges that Fitzgerald took part in the harassment the hazing the bullying the assault and the abuse of athletes Along with adding com- uh, complainants to the future, the attorneys said they may also add more defendants as they learn more details about the case, including current ACC commissioner Jim Phillips, who worked at Northwestern as the athletic director during the majority of this time. Now, does he lose his job? We've seen this happen before, right? So today... The filing comes one day after a separate group of eight former Northwestern players announced that they intended to pursue legal action against the school. Those athletes are represented by a civil rights attorney. They have not yet filed their lawsuit, but plan to do so, likely with additional plaintiffs. Now, Fitzgerald has repeatedly and continually said he has no knowledge of hazing within the program and did not encourage it. 
Northwestern said it would not comment on any pending litigation, but you know it's coming. It really seems like the athletic department as a whole was culturally tainted in a way that permitted hazing, sexual harassment, and racial discrimination. This is what the attorneys are now saying. You know what this sounds a lot like to me? Doesn't this sound a lot like what happened in Michigan State? All right, and that was terrible. You know what happened there with the doctors and you know the, the sexual abuse and all that. And what happened? More and more people came out. Even the Jerry Sandusky thing at Penn State. You know, others came out. It started off as one or two, and then more. All right. And how about this? Doesn't it sound a lot like speaking of massages? Deshaun Watson. The list just grew and grew and grew and grew, right? Yeah, list of complaints from people coming forward. I think this is where it's going, and it's sad that that has to be. But keep keep an eye on this one, man. This is just the beginning. And Pat Fitzgerald, 17 years, and just everyone thought of him as just being a great coach, big contract extension a few years ago. Man, his hand into this thing. Now you're talking about sexual abuse, hazing, harassment, racial discrimination. Not a good scene there in Evanston. All right. All right. It's been a while since we talked about TV time. I know you love my TV time. TV time. Are we talking curb? Yeah, we're talking more bad TV. No, no, no. no. We're talking about bad TV. Oh, bad TV. So I'm flipping my channels last night because I had a little chance to relax. And I was watching these Angels and and uh, Yankees thing. And I saw the bat flip with Otani and all that. And I started flipping the channels. And ESPN! ESPN! And ESPN2! What's on my TV? This nonsense! Pogo Palooza, high jump event. Each athlete has three falls they're allowed to take over the course of the competition. You have to clear the bar with the pogo stick and jump three times on the opposite side of the bar in order for the attempt to count. The world record had stood at 11 feet, 1.8 inches since 2018 when Dmitry Arshniev said it. Dalton broke it and Henry both broke it. Now they use different techniques. I did a stick flip over 11 feet, eight inches, my highest jump ever. And it ended up being the highest jump ever on a pogo stick up to this point. Dalton cleared six inches higher with a stick flip where he flips the pogo stick around, where mine's a little bit different because I had to muscle the rest of the piston over the bar at the same time. Talking about weird stuff with Pittsburgh, it's like, oh, I was just walking around downtown. I saw a guy jump 12 feet on a pogo stick. Like somehow it's surprising, but also doesn't feel that out of the blue in this weird Pittsburghy way. Expo Let's go! Get this off of my television! What did he say? A stick flip? Uh, I gotta love this. I have flip. the highest jump ever. Are you kidding me? What do you do in this thing? I didn't know it was the Ocho jump, time. Jump three times. So you jump three times. You, yeah. d- you do whatever it is to get over the bar, mm. and then jump. You have to when you land. You have to be able to control it for three bounces. Pogo. Pogo. Pogo La Palooza. I don't. I don't know why Pogo Palooza was. Oh, on. because they're trying to have fun. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I, uh, Pogo. I mean, that wasn't even fun when you were doing it. I mean, I don't even know if uh, anyone under the age of thirty-five or forty even knows what the heck a Pogo stick is. And now it's a TV show. Yeah. And now it's a competition. Yep. Unbelievable. <laughs>